today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Polynesian Podcast. It's now episode 23. Sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. Check them out, www.levasaislandapparel.com. Uh, for the latest, shout out to uh, Brother Eri uh, and The Wave, continuing to make their role. Going to be back up here in Vancouver uh, for the four days of Aloha in July. End of July. Uh, big Hawaiian Fest happening up here in Portland and Vancouver. Shout out, Levasa. Our show today, episode 23, we're going to be uh, meeting now. Halftime of Game 2 of the NBA Finals. I am Lance Falitongo. I'm Forrest Odola. And today we have with us Seahawk 12s, Blazer fans, uh, Luke Jobs, Clayton Mortar. Welcome back, guys. Uh, what's, up, what's up? Game 1, the Celtics took. Is Game 2 a must-win for the Warriors? Can the Warriors afford to go down 0-2? Uh, I, I think... I think because it's the Warriors, it's not a must-win. Because I think if any team could come back from a 2-0 deficit, it would be them. But it's a game that they'd like to win. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they're necessarily dead if they lose this game per se. But yeah, it'll be a little bit more of an uphill climb versus this team that plays the defense the way Boston does for sure. Right. Luke, what do you think? Oh, da- <laughs> the Warriors down 0-2. Is that a is that a series ender? No, it's not. Um, if anybody can do it, it's Golden State. Um, I mean, everybody's kind of saying, I feel like, as far as media-wise, it's kind of saying that it's, it is a must-win, which I get why they're saying that, but I think they're okay. I think they're, yeah, it, but I do think they win tonight. I think if it was more of the old format of 2-3-2, two, two, it would be more of a must-win. With the splits, with the – where it goes, you know, game six would be in Boston. Game seven would be in Oakland. I mean, San Francisco, wherever. And um, I think that plays a much different role compared to it would be, uh, you know, games three through five. Uh, I mean, yeah, games three through three, four, and five being in Boston, I think would be a lot tougher of a task to overcome. You know what I mean? You'd have to win. People are starting to think that it's going to come down to those end games and and who's at home. What do we uh, what do we think through the first half? Uh, close game, fifty two to fifty. Warriors managed to uh, get on top halfway through. What'd you guys like in the first half? Jalen Brown. <laughs> Bro, he's Ooh, hitting. came he's out hitting. perfect for a little bit. Yeah, he's hitting. He's hitting. Uh, Tatum looks a little hurt though. Uh, he's been grabbing that shoulder. He got hit in the first quarter. And- he didn't look the same for a little bit, um, so just keep an eye on that. But Jamon, yeah, need to calm down. Yeah, out of the starters right now, we got twenty-one points and fifteen, and then a total of four combined from the rest of the starters. So we need a the Boston needs a bigger push from those three. Whether it's you know some uh, Robert Williams getting some offensive boards or like some tra- like alley oops. Al Horford hasn't even attempted a jump shot, and Marcus Smart hasn't done anything. So, interesting for sure. Um, bench wise, they need a lot. They need a lot more from their bench too. 
So if Boston gets any kind of lift, I think they can win this game. It, it seemed like a different energy today. Draymond came out shoving, pushing, yeah. super feisty. Uh, uh, is, that, that was, is that what the Warriors need, or is that a little bit of desperation in game two? I mean, I think that's kind of what he always does. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't true. seen that level, though. You know, I mean, I know Draymond's always the disruptor, and he's that piece that uh, for, for the, you know, he's the rough piece for the rest of the smooth-ass Warriors. Uh, but I, I feel like I haven't seen that, especially to this this volume that he's like searching for fights. Is he just trying to draw techs? Because he's already got a tech himself in the first half. Yeah, I don't know. He's trying to be Rodman. He's channeling his Rodman, trying to get in people's heads. I get it. I get it. But if you're going to get a tech early, I mean, make it count. He got one early. And I don't think he needed to get it that early. But, hey, they're up by two now, so. Okay, but then he like lands across Jalen Brown, right? And he leaves his feet across his face for a little longer than Jalen Brown appreciated. And that yeah. should that have been a double tech the way they were about to fight standing up? Because that would have thrown nah. Draymond out of the it's, game. It's the finals, man. Like I said, we all grew up watching uh people actually throw punches in the league. So yeah, that's child's play compared to what yeah. Um yeah, I just think you got to – yeah, you kind of just got to diffuse the situation and keep it moving. All right. Luke, what did you like in the uh, the first half? I'm honestly not going to lie to you. I didn't get to watch much of it, but I would like to see a little more out of Clay Thompson just just based off what I'm seeing. and He's trying. I, I can tell you that. <laughs> he's trying. I know he's trying yeah. his best, but I really feel like if the Warriors are going to win the series, it's going to take him being a little more old clay, even though it's a little too soon, I think. I think his legs are just kind of shot at this point, not for the, like, career or anything. I mean, just for the season. Of- I, was, uh, I was watching the game with Noah, and I was telling Noah that I think uh, – Wiggins is going to be the X factor for Golden State, and if he can play well throughout the season, uh, the series, I think Golden State has the better chance of winning. Because, yeah, you know Clay and and, and Steph already. Oh, wow. uh, so if they can get Wiggins to contribute, at least put you know twenty point games, doesn't have to be ridiculous. But he's on his way to that <laughs> ten points through the through the first quarter and second on the Warriors behind Steph Curry's uh, seventeen. <laughs> I know. I, this is completely Hayden's got 21 off and Brown's got 17. So those two were doing the work for the Celtics and then uh, uh, Wiggins and Curry. So we got the, the second half starting back up, 54-52 oh, oh. and rolling. Um, what is it going to take uh, for each team to win this game and kind of either take a 2-0 lead for Boston or to even it up for uh, Golden State? What, what needs to happen in the second? Oh, obviously, uh, Tatum needs to play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, taking the ball out of Curry's hands, making the other guys make the shots, or you're forcing a lot of uh, – I don't know. It seems like when Steph has to be the guy, like in isolation, it's not as fun for him when he's coming off the stuff and catching and shooting <laughs> and then doing his, then getting into his dribble drive and then going off the dribble. That's a little more fun. When it's all off the dribble – or attacking for him. He doesn't seem to be as having as much fun. Yeah, him coming off of that double trouble kind of pass from Draymond or Clay wide open seems like a lot happier with Steph. But he's uh, uh, 
Marcus Smart was able to stay in front of him for like, you know, the the whole first half. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Smart is like a, he's like a, what's his name? What is the annoying guy from Minnesota? Patrick Beverly. He's like a Patrick Beverly with skills. He can actually play defense. He said Pat Bev with skills. Yeah. Oh man. Totally Pat Bev is but, uh, <laughs> polarizing for sure. Luke, Luke, yeah, your haircut and your mustache, Luke. You're giving me a uh, Peaky Blinder vibes, man. That's dope. <laughs> Thomas Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then my nose making me sneeze. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. the new Peaky Blinders season actually comes out like Tuesday, I think, or something. Uh, I've been watching it on BBC. It's Wait, crazy. it's still going? Yeah. yeah was, what, I'm pretty pumped. I watched all six seasons pretty quickly. Yeah. I, or, I, uh, if you can get if you can get uh, onto BBC, you can watch it. Uh, what do I have? Oh, Flakester. If you can get on Flakester, uh, they stream uh, BBC shows and you can watch the whole season on there. Is this uh, uh, is this so I didn't know the Celtics defense was uh so so well, so good. So good. They're, yeah, they're good. So they're, they're legit. I mean you, legit. Kinda, you, you see it. You see Jalen Brown super effective. They're led by well, Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, big guys oh. like Robert Williams. Marcus Smart is your defensive he's their he's their the head of their defense. And then you got Jalen Brown and Tatum who are really lengthy on the wings. And then you got another lengthy guy in Robert Williams. He's not too big, but he, you know, I mean, he does his job inside. And then you got guys like Grant coming in and uh, Horford. So everybody's everybody's pretty good defensive wise together. If you look at their team as a whole, they're a really good defensive team. Ooh, Clay Thompson with the three from the wing. Um, okay, right on so Q, Jason yeah. Tatum, Jason Tatum, lengthy wing. That's good for defense. Is he a good defender, though? Is he like, does he have that tenacity, that go get it, that like kind of determination that defenders need to have? Much better since Adoka took over. I feel like Jalen Brown has that, right? So the way he defends, he can he can be super. He's a lot, I think he's a lot more athletic. But uh, does Jason Tatum also have that defensive ability? He can. He's got really good footwork. Uh, basically, Adoka. It seems kind of made those guys uncomfortable and it kind of worked in a sense where a lot of these coaches don't have the cachet to call anybody out and he called them out and they were like 21 and 20 in January. Seems to have worked pretty well. So He, he called the whole team out or specifically Tatum or Brown? Smart called them out and – then from there, he didn't like diffuse the situation in the sense of being like, "Oh, he didn't mean it or anything." Like, oh, it was you know, like, yeah. he just he told yeah. him that, and I hope it yeah. works. I told him to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, I think we live in a world where people want to be catered to, even when they're not very good at something. And he told they're great at it, and it's just like he's not really a coach that's going to do that. And in the NBA, that doesn't always. Uh, Seem to vibe with the players, uh, but it seems to have worked with these guys. I think it helps that he looks scarier than other coaches. <laughs> he is Boston's coach. Yeah. Yeah. Was he from Portland State? Yeah. Was it Portland State? He was pretty good Jesuit too. Somewhere. Yeah, he was pretty good. No, he played it. He played at Jefferson. Got you. High school, and then yeah. uh, 
I think it was Baylor, but he was pretty good. And then when he was with Sacramento, uh, I mean, he could have been a lot better. I think his situations were weren't what they were supposed to be, but he could have been a lot better. But he's a big guy, and if he's sitting across from the bench from him, like, like I know Marcus Smart, like he uh, was the last game. Marcus Smart was saying that he just came to him and like he's blunt and just literally told him, "That's your squad. What are you doing? Get better. Put pull your squad together. Play better." And Marcus was like, yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's your fucking team, bro. That's what he says. It's your team. Get them together. Okay. Fix it. Basically, I fix it. And Marcus Smart took that responsibility. It was and like, you know it. what, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Marcus Smart's think- voice doesn't fit his face. <laughs> he likes yeah. people like that. My no, I didn't expect Doc's voice to, to sound like that. Lakers got a new coach. Do you guys know anything about Darvin Ham? He's a slam dunk champion. He, did one of the- <laughs> he got springs, coach. Yo, he did one of the most difficult dunks I've ever seen. People didn't understand what he did. So he was on the left side of the backboard. The ball's in his right hand. He jumped up, tapped it with his left, and 360 it and dunked it this way on the same side. I think he'll be a good fit for him. I don't think he's going to be a – I'm not sure what he thinks – it all depends on what he actually gets to do. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that comes in there and is like, oh, I'm just here to kiss LeBron and AD's ass or some shit like that. I think he's going to come in there and try to coach him. And I don't know if that's what those guys want. I, I Didn't agree. he work with Kobe a little bit? Did he played? Or he, he worked? Played, yeah. he, he played on the 04. He played Olympics. against Kobe, right? I mean. He uh, was drafted out of, the, out of Texas Tech. Where he shattered backwards, two backwards when he was at Texas Tech, uh, drafted uh, to the Washington Wizards, played there for a while, then he bounced around the league, and then uh, then started coaching early too. So, yeah, I mean, he won a ring with the Pistons. He won that ring yep. uh, in two thousand four. That's a, I mean, he's and I, I think he was on the Bucks staff last year. So I mean, he's been around I, some yeah. championship I, squads. I think the culture itself with LA is going to change just because the way Jeannie Buss is uh, perceiving everybody's uh, opinion about her and <laughs> her, you know what I mean? I don't think she likes the way people are seeing her right what now. What is the current opinion on the street about Lakers owner Jeannie Buss? <laughs> that it's more LeBron's team than Jeannie's. <laughs> it's more um, LeBron. Shut up. No, okay. <laughs> LeBron can I, uh, rent the team while he's here. I'm sure that's fine with Jeannie, and nope. she understands that. If I were to give, like, a Dave Chappelle answer, it would be along the lines of uh, this uh, lady, but, you know, it's a different word for lady. Jeannie is fucking up the team, and that's just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? She's <laughs> fucking up the team? I don't know. I mean, I get – so this – Having LeBron James on your team is good for business. They let Rob Lowe's Four ass term? run the fu- – Yeah. They let Rob Lowe look an ass motherfucker run the team. And he is, That's and who he, he picked, looks like. And he picked his own clients or guys that were close to LeBron over people that were crucial pieces to the championship team over the last yeah. two offseasons, not just one offseason. I heard that the reason uh, Ham separated himself from the other coaching candidates was that uh, allegedly he has a plan for how the Lakers can use Westbrook better. 
and he can still they they won't have to like trade away Russell. So we're gonna tell him he's playing for the Lakers, but he's actually gonna be playing for the G League team, and we're just gonna tell him that LeBron isn't here tonight and that he's tired. Yeah, and you don't you don't uh-huh. worry, you don't recognize anybody on this team. We traded everybody. These are the real Lakers, the G Lakers. <clears throat> Uh, Robert will yeah, Robert Williams down eight minutes left in the third. Uh, the Warriors have a 10 point lead. Okay, uh, if the Warriors even this up 1 1, um, what oh, is no. the next two in Boston and then 1 1 1? What is uh, Boston still feels good heading back, uh, to the garden, you know, split 1 1, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they've gone seven with every. I mean, they went seven with Miami. They went seven Milwaukee, and they beat the Nets' ass. So, yeah, you're confident. You're not too worried. I mean, this isn't the God Mode Warriors. That's as simple as that. I mean, these are yeah. guys, these guys are good. It I'm doesn't look like them. the same uh, Clay. I mean, we know that Clay can still be Game Six Clay, but it's definitely not full strength Clay. Full strength Draymond. It kind of like they're going up against a, a young Celtics team. They're not the young guys anymore. They're not the you know the Splash Bros. Make it rain all day, win by fifty. Kind of. It's not like it's not that sweet in Golden State no more. It's just Steph yeah. trying to make things work, and then everyone's it, trying to kind of. It, it is it, I'll, I'll take that any day over any other team. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like a sunsetting um, Warriors team still better than ninety oh, yeah. percent of the league. I mean, you can say they're sunsetting, but imagine like you said. Nah. So when Clay gets back to full strength next year, because that's all he needs is a full season, he'll be good by next year. He still has because he's. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, he's had the injuries, but the rest of his body has rested for almost two years, so he should be pretty good. And then uh, if they can get Wiseman to come back full strength, and maybe Draymond takes a lesser role off the bench and they have somebody else come in they're, I mean, they're going to be so much better next year so yeah they got Kaminga they got Moody they got Wiseman and yeah they got mm-hmm. a young core to go with these guys that are all pretty athletic and seem to be able to play yeah. I think their goal is to fuse it all together and keep this window open so even if they lose the west isn't crazy next year at this point in time I mean the Clippers could be a scary squad coming back at full strength, but will they ever actually be full strength? And I mean, the Lakers, I mean, they're sucked. So are we really going to like act that they were, are going to, oh man. Yeah, we are going to act like that. It's possible if all the Lakers stars play to their full (laughs) potential of their apex of their careers from 10 years ago and all work together seamlessly on the court (laughs) within 48 minutes of basketball game it could work clay have open your mind okay hey think about this man what where was golden state last year where did they finish not in the playoffs oh yeah not in the playoffs at all but i mean i mean lebron played like that's the difference is like regardless steph curry basically missed that whole year steph curry missed the bubble year and then he didn't play. Like, he found every excuse to not play last year. Oh, whoops. I conveniently broke my hand. Or was that 2020? Which was which? Like, they were. it was all, like, convenient. Like, oh, my back hurt. Like, the Ben Simmons shit. Except no one, wanted to give it. no one wanted to give them any shit about it. But it's like, 
Oh, my back hurts. Oh, oh, I have a hamstring injury. Shit, you can't see. Shit that, like, you can't judge. So it's like, you can go to it like, what, are we going to go to the chiropractor? And they're going to be like, oh, you know, with my exclude, like, this is going to piss some chiropractors off, probably. But, you know, like, oh, you know, my learned chiropractor degree. Like, Steph Curry's back is fine. I saw it through, you know, third-hand injury x-rays. Like, shut up. It's like, so that's how they can get away with that. The NBA was doing, they're doing that all the time now. They'll tank a season. They knew Clay wasn't coming back. This is my conspiracies. And this is my sports conspiracies. Okay. If, <laughs> uh, if Boston wins and they go back to Boston 2 0, what, what is, uh, what are, what are things like for, uh, the Celtics and, and that locker room? Um, probably pretty cocky. I don't know. I hope like <laughs> this isn't going to be, a, this is another great take. That's going to be kind of weird. Is Jason Tatum's kids going to be in line in the layup line for the NBA finals? Cause I was like completely, you do off. not like deuce Tatum. I don't hate the kid, but would like, I, him? I would be like, Hey kid, like this is serious. This isn't like a game in January versus the Hornets. <laughs> This is this is serious stuff. Like this is where the money's made. Not this isn't us. I, I right. agree. So, like, have you ever seen the campaign uh, with Will Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis? So he brought in his campaign consultant because him and his family were having family night playing around, and he comes in and he's like, "This isn't hee haw with the." Around gang, what are we doing here? <laughs> and like, I mean, for me, the regular season, perfectly fine. I didn't care. You know what? Have your whole like, let Ken Griffey Jr. and his whole lineup of sons bat and batting practice for all I care. Hell, if it's the Mariners, trot them out for a right fielder. But this is game. It's like game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. You think Pat Riley's like looking over there, being like? Oh, yeah. You know, I would have let Magic and his kids come out there and be in layup lines in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. You know, that would have been A-OK with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so no kids on championship sporting events. None I mean, on the Nick, field. Don't bring your kids if, to work. Could you imagine if Nick Saban's son got in the like quarterback passing line and tried to throw some to Jalen Waddle? McSaven would be like Homer Simpson and his son on ESPN. <laughs> he would be, it would be Barton Homer Simpson just strangling his son on the sideline. Like, Tua, Mac, or Jalen need to be throwing them passes. I, you don't throw them passes, I. Is this coming in really loud? That's probably just my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it was just pop. Uh, was the speaker speaker static? Um, oh lordy! I don't think it's that big a deal. I think as long as he's not in the game, <laughs> don't be on the field during the game. I, I mean, um, maybe Jason you, Tatum is just like trying to keep the vibes right. You know, we're, we're chill, guys. It's not too much pressure. I mean, I mean it's, it's working for him. Sports guys are superstitious, man. Sports guys are really superstitious. Uh, yeah, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. Dude shoots first. Let him shoot first. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I don't know. 
sports guys are really superstitious, and I'm pretty sure it has something to do with dudes being out there taking shots. I, I'd have uh, to it's, it's working out uh, so far for him, but it looks like the, the Celtics might might drop this one. We'll see how see how that goes. Is uh, is Steve Kerr going to be the coach for the Warriors forever? Uh, until he dies. Is he the guy to see <laughs> the the like post Draymond Warriors into the new age, into the Kaminga Wiseman, you know? That I think he's got, like, earned it. Earned three it, seasons left. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna want to be there that long. I think maybe kind of like how Quinn Schneider left and said that uh, he believes that the team should inject some new blood into the organization. And that's that is he, was that what he said? That's what he said. He's like, I'm he doing he, this for the team. Also, he said he still wants to coach, like, but he said at the moment he believes that uh, there should be some new blood in the organization, and so he's gonna step down so someone new can step in. And, what is uh what does the Jazz future look like? I mean, are they are they do they make it to a conference no, finals? Because do I don't think Mitchell's going to stay. Find... I don't think Mitchell's staying. I think he's leaving. He might be a Laker next year. Yeah, Ooh, would... Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'll be a Laker. <laughs> I'm trying to give you hope, man. Uh, I was like, this is. I don't know. I don't really like Spider that much. I don't think he's. Pull oh, the Photoshop. Let's Photoshop a Laker jersey on Donovan Mitchell. I'm or sure I could Google Donovan Mitchell uh-huh. Lakers and find they already posted <laughs> Lakers jerseys. <laughs> That's silly, one thing silly. that uh, cheering for sports teams in Hollywood is really good for, like the media. Oh, LA, you yeah, can LA. Find a lot of really good thing. photos. Utah's going to have a tough time because Gobert was already rumored to be leaving. So we'll see. Uh, so what's up? Is is Gobert? Can you win a championship with Rudy Gobert and no. this team, or do you need to? Who do you, who needs to get shipped? Does the, the only whole team, thing need to get blown up? What's up? The only Jazz, team Jazz that can win with Gobert at center is the Ringling Brothers because that fool's a fucking clown. So I he's think the poster, poster boy for Corona. How so? Do you think but Gobert is saying, a clown? He said he's not one of the seventy-five best players because his name isn't as popular. <laughs> Get the not. fuck out of here! There's like, besides those seventy-five players, there are probably seventy-five more better than you. Jesus, <laughs> he's part of the NBA two hundred. No, he's part of maybe Francis two hundred. Oh, Francis top five? No, not at all. I can't name three yeah, French true. players. I can't either. I give he's you not Tony Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either, but he's not Boris one of them. Dia, Roni Turioff, uh Oh, Roni uh, French, yeah. Killian, oh, Tony Killian Parker. Parker. I was going to go Parker one. and Batum. Tony Parker, Batum, yeah. Batum. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Evan Fournier. Ooh. Somehow the French produced a, a few NBA players there for a little bit. Not wouldn't yet. want any of them, wouldn't want any of them on my team. But How yeah, many whatever. of them were <laughs> defensive player of the year? Only one of them. I guess Batum never was actually in the running. So, yeah. Oh, nice three. If I was seven foot three with long arms, too, shit. (laughs) You better be good at defense. (laughs) Right. Better be good at something. Luke, who's the best French basketball player? Who's your favorite? I'll never forget playing in college. This kid was, like, talking shit to one of the big guys, and he was, like, 
He's like, you're slow, blah, 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 blah. And he looks at him and he, he got pissed and he's like, if you were my size, man, you'd be just as slow, slow as fuck as, and big as fuck as I am, man. He's like, so shut up. <laughs> that was a French guy? No, but um, I don't know. I think Gobert's up there, man. I mean, hasn't he won two, two defensive player of the years? Rudy yeah. Gobert's, and I mean, so I, he also said his, his numbers are good Honestly, enough that like, if he wasn't like if people didn't dislike him for being Rudy Gobert. He would be like in the MVP race with Jokic. I don't like. No, I don't like Rudy Gobert. Fault. That's just French people's fault. They're generally not I don't, very likable. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I their don't own like, fault. I don't like Gobert because uh, I think it was a couple years ago during All Star game, he didn't get in and he started balling on national TV. Because oh he yeah, didn't he didn't make the All Star team, and everyone. And I was like, I. You know, I get passion, but dude, what? You think Shaq and them are going to be like, like, as soon as he did that, you think Shaq and Kobe, or not Shaq, Kobe, like Shaq and Chuck and Kenny are going to be like, oh, man, look at that guy. Like, what a guy. No, nah, this guy like, right here. <laughs> what an idiot. Silly Rudy. Silly, silly Rudy. <laughs> uh. Do you do you think Shaq and Charles Barkley wish they were young again so they could dunk on them <laughs> to make a lot of no to make a lot of money more money? <laughs> that's the only reason why Ch- that like Shaq can say whatever he wants. The reason why he got so mad about Rudy Gobert making all that money was because it was more than like Shaq's NBA contracts. He's made a lot more money outside of basketball, but. Oh, that's a good point. But okay, but players now are making, yeah, especially compared to some of the legends and NBA seventy five, like Palin Pritchard Pritchard is going to make more money than Bill Russell career earnings. Like, yeah, just money nowadays is 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 different. I think it was a. I think it was Snoop Dogg who was saying that uh, if he could be like anybody he's trying to like get to next and be Shaq because you know Shaq Shaq does a little bit of everything you see him everywhere and he's done a lot since basketball's ended yeah his uh do you think he's eclipsed his NBA earnings at this point yet oh yeah easily totally because of the number like the sheer number (laughs) yeah like what name uh name something you've seen Shaq uh, endorse on television. Well, he owns the general like, insurance. General insurance. I see that. All right. He so. owns part of. Uh, he owns Buick? part of Papa John's. Papa John's. Yeah. He also so bought Shaq, into. He's got a whole bunch so of uh, fast food restaurants. Athletes have been doing this deal with marketing agencies, where basically market the marketing agencies will advertise them out and find them all these deals. But they just pay them. They give them all the money up front, basically, and then they go work the deals. Oh. And chat, like David and then they Beckham basically work Shaq. for the ad agency, kind of. Yeah. The ad and agency kind of outsources them to different stuff they have to yeah, pay the celebrity. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shaq. Like I ain't trying to be like that. Oh. Oh, he gives a shit about like the general insurance. I don't think he gives a shit if you pile up your piece of shit, fucking, you know, like your old Hyundai into the, like someone else's parked car. And then the general's like, gee, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't see any damage. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to have a hard time, uh, you know, you know. Dude, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated literally has an entire top 50 sports shack endorsements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I remember they were uh, talking about it because uh, I think eleven zero run and the, uh, the LeBron is already a billionaire. Is it LeBron? Yeah, LeBron hit a billion dollars. Yeah, so he just so and they put out so Shaq they put out Shaq's top fifty of his endorsements nice. after LeBron hit the the billion mark. Nice. I wonder uh, if Shaq becomes a billionaire. Eleven eleven zero run uh, for from four and a half minutes uh, in the third quarter to about two minutes left, and the Warriors are now up seventeen points. So. Oh, is is Steph shimmying? No, you can tell when he's a little nervous. Oh yeah, though. like he's yeah. not doing the yeah. extra stuff when he's is a bit more of a front runner. Yeah, just he everyone just likes to be, to, to be used to winning. I like I I prefer like I'll I prefer to dance you dance on somebody when you're up like twenty five or thirty because it's like oh cool you're up seventeen you know like. All that really takes is two threes and a layup, and then it's like, oh shit, <laughs> like it's a single digit game again. Now we gotta like, now everyone's you know playing a little tight. No, just beat their I was, ass. I was just an asshole them. in high school. If we were up by five, I was dancing in front of your team because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I put the five up to be ahead of you guys. So I'm telling you all day long. People used to people used to always like to do that. I'm like, I don't really care. Like Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan line always did it. There was this one guy that, like, there. I'll always remember. There's always been this one guy, no matter who you're playing against in basketball. First quarter of the game comes out, hits like three shots, and then it's like, all right, well, can he do it at the end of the game? And then if they can do it at the end of the game, you're like, that guy's a baller. And if they can't do it at the end of the game, you're like, that guy's a front runner. And that's how it usually always goes. And when Steph just does his baller mode, it like is a execution of people. <laughs> like it is scary. Like it's just a scary, scary world when he goes into that assassin mode. Yeah. Steph Curry uh, ranking all time point guards is what? Is he really a point guard? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know because like. Yeah, you got the Jay Kids, the John Stockton, the those the Isaiah Thomas, the Magic Johnsons. It's like I he is more of a Jordan type, really. In that guard sense, he's more of a Ray Allen type. He's more of a Reggie Miller type. So instead of point guards, you would list him, you would sort him through like scorers, like yeah. Top ten scorers instead of point guards. Yeah, and he basically and he has the ball handling skills that Ray Allen and Reggie Miller didn't have because basically after after Seattle, Ray Allen basically was just a catch and shoot guy. He didn't wasn't asked to do a crazy amount in Boston. His role was reduced. Sorry, was Ray Allen a dribbler? Early in his career, because yeah. like the, when I started paying attention, it was just like catch and shoot, and just like yeah, like a floating float, like he floated up 
and down. Ray Allen really used to shit shot. on people regularly. Ray, he was yeah. a complete guard. He was a two guard. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because he's always been my favorite player ever. But no, he could uh, coming out of UConn. Uh, I mean, he could have gone one that year coming out of the draft. Um, and then going yeah. into the NBA. Uh, and this has nothing to do with your skill. But Michael Jordan handpicked him to be part of Jordan just because skill wise. You know, I mean, he could dribble, he could shoot, he could pass, he could drive by you, he could go around you. He was really good. Yeah, he just in Boston. He was asked to hold on. I'll, I'm pulling up his stats right now. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee was probably his uh, his prime when he was in Milwaukee. Oh, I don't know Seattle. He had a he had a hell of a run. In Seattle. Oh, he was good in Seattle. He was real good. He. Uh, uh, I feel like I saw a, a YouTube like a grainy YouTube video of him dunking once. Did uh, yeah. Ray Allen have ups? He had ups. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the third quarter in game two ends 87 to 64, 23 point lead for the Warriors. Uh, Jordan Poole dapping up his teammates. It's a pool party, it's a pool party. Bring it. Oh, Jordan Poole with the half court heat to close out the third. Okay, I'm gonna pull it from deep. I don't like Jordan Poole either. You don't like Jordan Poole? I don't think I like Jordan Poole. Yeah, his swag. I haven't even like listened to an interview yet, though. I like him. I mean, him. He's had to deal with some adversity. He came out of high school pretty uh, highly talented. Got to Michigan. Where was high school at? Where did he? I forgot where he went to high school. Where's he from? He was, Where's Jordan Poole from, guys? He was like a. I think he was like he was a five star. I think coming up. Uh, got to Michigan, and then he was good, but at the yeah, time, Michigan shit. was horrible. Ray Allen didn't have had a uh, basically once he got to Seattle, it was he didn't uh, his lowest season was twenty three points a game, and his highest was twenty six. I was gonna say I thought he had a twenty seven point a game season, and uh, he almost did. It was twenty six point four, and then from Boston on. He was just a teen score, and that just indicates, you know, becoming more of a catch-and-shoot score um, as becoming a complete guard. Jordan Poole, Clay. 22 years old, born 1999, born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, University of Michigan, first-round pick, number 28. Warriors. Yeah. I guess for any of you guys, really, have you guys ever heard of Brandon Roy? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Was he a – If a not for the coach? injuries, if not for the injuries – he would have been – he would have been probably in the conversation between, like, what I, I personally think, uh, how we talk about Kobe today. Brandon Roy was out here. That Brandon level. Was we're like Mamba about, level. Like, Mamba level. We're talking about, yeah. like, Ray Allen, and I just think guys like Brandon Roy, you know, yeah, would have been it, so great. It, it, it was sad because he had just one knee injury that just wouldn't go away. And it, it took his career. But if you go back yeah. to watch it, man, he was clutch. We talked about one of some of the most clutch players the other mm-hmm. day, Lance. Yeah, Brent, Brandon Roy. Roy. He's one of those guys you would want the ball in his hands. Like, Nice. Had he had a longer career, uh, it would the three people you would have thought about when you thought about uh, Portland would have been him, Dame, and Clyde Drexler. Nice. They, don't, they probably don't get Dame if Brandon Roy is – I don't know that doing that was, great things. That trade, uh, 
that trade, uh, I think, would have been made regardless because they were like, holy shit, someone's willing to take our stupid Gerald Wallace contract and give us a first-round pick for it. What? And it's So that was – the Blazers fell off bad that year, but that trade was separate because the Nets were desperate to keep Darren Williams at the time. Wait, you guys traded Brandon Roy? What trade was? What trade are you? No, we about? traded Gerald. All right, so that trade happened that year. That ended up being the Nets pick. Our pick was the Myers Leonard pick. So we, the Blazers, fell into the lottery that year, and the Blazers were falling off. And we traded Gerald Wallace to the Nets. Now, they, they, you can say maybe if we were having a good year. I think if we were an average playoff team, like five to eight seed at that year, I think we still make the trade because it's like, you dipshits, you're willing to trade Gerald. You, you think Gerald Wallace is the piece that's going to keep Darren Williams there? All right. I mean, Gerald yeah, Wallace like, was kind of like a Robert Covington. Like, you know, yeah, he could do a I little bit argue, of D. I would argue a much worse shooter. Sorry, Deron Williams? The point what guard. about him? The, the like what the one that was that played for the Jazz? Yeah, that's yeah. the one you're talking about. Oh, yeah. when he was playing for Brooklyn, and they were like, "Oh, he's the he's gonna lead us." Who else? They, they were still. I don't care about Jersey. that team, Luke. But Luke, tell me the earliest Brandon Roy memory you have. Like, I will. Where, like, was it the game? Did you see him? Did you hear of him? Would. Shout out to Gerald Wallace for giving us Damian Lillard is what Clay is trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, that's 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 the basis of that. And my best Brandon Roy moment, I got two of them. You know, there was the one against Houston when he made that shot with .8 left, and it was just crazy. And Oh, man, I, that game was crazy. And then in the playoffs when he was hurt and he wasn't even supposed to play in the series against Dallas, he uh, he went off, and, and I, I think they there. had only. I was there the game after, but he had like <laughs> they had like thirty eight points in the first half, and I remember Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge, and they just went off, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, and that was kind of it. That was like the last hurrah, of Brandon Roy. Uh, okay, yeah, playing through that injury probably ended his career. But what yeah. what made you uh, what made you a fan? Um, just the fact that Portland, I think he, I think he's the reason Portland got dug out of a hole thereafter, because they went into a, a, the jailblazer phase there for a while, and I feel that um, that so was Blazer. kind of that was saved by Brandon Roy because no one expected going him to the to be yeah, and he he made you want to watch, and he the things yeah. he did were amazing. Like, God, he could he could pull up for three, he could go and do a mid range, and the best part is he could go and finish, and he could defend anybody. And that's like yeah. I remember Kobe saying that he was literally one of the toughest guys to defend in the league. Yeah. And like, Brandon, yeah, Brandon Roy was real. That one was real. He could he and, could ball. And it's like related to this season. They were saying like, no one goes to the games. Da 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 da. And Luke and I went to a game, and it's like, I think what was going on this year, besides all the stuff that was going on early in the season, I think a lot of the games were like on 
Tuesday, Wednesday night, maybe even I don't think I don't think the NBA does too many Monday night games. But like Tuesday, Wednesday night and not a lot of Thursday games, not a lot of weekend games. And I think we were just getting kind of tough nights for attendance because when we went, it was a full house. And the place, I mean, it was the only week of the season they were any good this year. But before they immediately were like, tank time, <laughs> like pull that plug. Like everyone's got knee tendonitis, you know, shut it down. And I think yeah. that's uh, everybody's hurt. Shut it down. Let's lose some games. Let's get a better big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blazers end up with the uh, number seven selection. Who who do you guys take, or who do you what do you do with that pick? I'd love it to end up being like Keegan Murray, or whatever the one Murray that's good. Whatever, if that'd be a good one. Good <laughs> uh, Murray. Um, you know, if something crazy happened where we could trade up for it, I don't think like. Uh, I think some of the trades where they're like OG and Obi for the seventh pick, I think is pretty nutty. I don't like that. I mean, I you don't like a, that. Why don't you like that? Because you have to you include Nazir. Yeah, I yeah, no. I, I wouldn't give. I uh, I just wouldn't. No, nope. I don't know. I think I don't think that's no. the guy that's going to take you anywhere too crazy. Like I like, mean, uh, like Dame and uh, OG is is not the answer. I think if you could, uh, I think if if you know you can add the right wing, if you could he's add, a huge, he's a huge piece of that answer. He's a huge piece. I, if, if you, you get add, if you could get him or Jeremiah Grant, like one or the other, honestly. I just I think you could do it without giving up a pick. I wish I, I don't get why these these teams love these picks. And it's really like the top five is where those guys are, and you have to you have to have guys that fit your system well. After that, talent wise, to me, like uh, he's got very uh, good drafted seven. Yeah, but did he? He had to. How many years did he have to work until he found something that fit? It took him a little while. I think we like, should and, uh, David Did they draft Johnny Flynn the same year? Was Steph Curry uh, a part of the three point guard draft? Or no, I'm thinking. Uh, well, no, the no. Timberwolves drafted Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio. I don't know what that plan was. I Johnny think Flynn that was, was like the same year, though. <laughs> the Timberwolves uh, were <clears throat> fucking idiots, to like put it lightly. Like some of these teams drafting wise, I mean, the simple choices are right there in front of you. Oh, I know. You know, like, number one and two, let's draft uh, Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball instead of Jason Tatum. Yeah. Okay, you're a fucking genius, bro. Hell yeah, bro, I'm a genius, too, at number two. It's like, Christ almighty. Are, are, are GMs and front office guys and executives like that just, like, salesmen? And, like, hey, guys, I have really good ideas, and they can be really I think good. a lot because, of I mean, genius. because you have those guys that can point to a track record of success, and then you have like twenty eight other dudes running offices. Like, what do they have to show for it? Are they just like selling a dream to the owners that they could bring their like franchise politics. a championship? Is it really just communication skills and persuasion? Like, what do they have that like you don't have as far as decision making? Probably like they've been there for years now, right? Yeah. But like, the why are their decisions <laughs> and choices better than like yours? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's a lot yeah. of experience and just being around an organization for such a, such a long time or even just being in the league for a long time. Getting those daily reps and how, yeah. how the league works. But it's not just so plays. everybody looks at the GM and be like, oh, my God, he does such an incredible job. Not knowing that he has a whole team of scouts who go out to scout people, that grab part. information, come back to him. Yep. Literally, all he has to do is read the reports that his scouts give him. And, yeah. Which is scary, though, because he also has to see them himself. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to just base your whole million dollar job on what your scouts are saying. So, yeah. but, and it's, but that's part about team. like getting a good team, right? Assembling yeah. a good team, not just on the floor, but in the offices is that yeah. you can you can trust that this guy is going to give you that has good eyes and can relate yeah. to you the information that you need about the players. Draft Draft Day was a really good movie. Like, you know, what I mean, to explain a lot of things that go on in the war room. Well, that was – I never watched draft day. But he flips a pick and then gets it back, right? Like he – it's a really good day right. for the Browns. Right. Yeah, uh, we can't like, tell you. We can't tell you. Nobody can yeah, tell watch you. watch the movie. Because you need watch to watch it. And then we'll talk about it next but time. I, <laughs> I've never seen it either, Lance. Such but, a good okay, movie. so I feel like the only way for you, after having done months of Madden drafts and trades uh, recently for our Madden leagues – I feel like the only way for you to trade a pick and then to trade back for that pick, uh, like the ba- the value charts wouldn't balance out. So he had to do some movie shit for that, to, for, for it to happen. So he yeah. like any given Sunday Al Pacino did at the end, whether like, uh, actually the guy I just traded for you retired and he's coming back to us with his son and they're going to be our wide receivers, like some yeah. shit like that. So Dancing with wolves, figure out how to, you know, one up the Falcons or whoever he drafted. <laughs> but is that the gist? Watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Watch the movie. Yeah, they're realizing how stupid right. oh, it I'll sounds. That, that's yeah. why they're saying watch the movie. Oh, preposterous. I, uh, Kevin Costner probably shows up on draft day and he's like, God damn it, this isn't Yellowstone. Give me back there. Growling the whole movie. Softly telling them what they need to hear. Uh, The Warriors are up almost 30 in the fourth quarter. Is this game over? Yeah, Yeah, I turned turned it off. (laughs) It's it's done, though. I was going to say, I need to excuse myself for a second and let's almost talk about the golf golf shakeup instead of basketball. Not like this. Hold so forever, forever and ever, golf in America has been the, like off of the Professional Golf Association, right? The PGA, right? The PGA Tour, the LPGA, the PGA Championships, majors. Um, I always thought that was just like the governing body of golf overall. I didn't know it was like a league created by golfers, <laughs> like like some old golfers made a league and were like, Nah, bro, if you want to be good, you got to be this good. And we have to let you in first. And you have to qualify and you have to do all this stuff. But hearing about the LIV, um, the new Saudi Arabia backed. Now, and when you say Saudi Arabia backed, this is like the country of Saudi Arabia. Their financial investment group is like funding this new golf league. And it's short term. It's like 
part of the season. It's not like a full grueling golf season. It's like eight events. And first prize in almost all of them is at least four million. So a lot of people are like, I'm gonna go play this pretty <laughs> nice golf league for big money before a bunch of other people join in. But now PG now there's a fight because PGA is like telling all their PGA <laughs> golfers, you are not allowed, you know, you, you don't have a, a an attendance exemption or like you you can't go play these other things. You have to stay on our tour. It's and some players are like, fuck you. I'm going to go get this money. Yeah, I mean, it's, they might have fallen off or something, but it's definitely a new, yeah. a new, a whole new part of golf that's coming out. What do you guys uh, uh, think about? Yeah, my uh, notes are pretty simple. Uh, Saudi good. government motives, very clear. Players' <laughs> motives, very clear. Uh Basically, everyone's everyone's motives in this situation are pretty clear. Like, obviously, they want to like sports wash their, you know, government. Like, people can. I mean, I guess I'll just say it. <laughs> like, they they have some issues. To the Saudi it, government. Like, yeah, the when, head uh, of the, the heads of the Saudi government. I mean. They're probably like, not going to hear this. You can go ahead. Go ahead and trash yeah. the whole. Yeah, they're killing them. journalists. <laughs> yeah, the go ahead, Clay. Yeah, okay. The journalist motives are pretty clear, too. They're fucking whining about it, too, because, you know, somebody got carried out in a. Somebody came into an embassy in a country. Somebody went into a Saudi embassy in a country, and let's just say they were. Uh, you know, whole, and when they came and out, when they, they were came out. <laughs> they were being escorted <laughs> out in a tiny, yeah. tiny bag. So, like you know, like, express <laughs> packaging. Yeah, like uh, I'm laughing in more of the uncomfortable so have, sense, in the sense that I actually think it's funny. It's more like, ooh, glad that was. Wait, okay, you right. say the Saudi government's motives are clear in starting this new golf league. What what would well, their motives be? Hey guys, we're not so bad. Look, we have this cool golf league. We've got, uh, you know, look, Public we're hosting opinion Anthony framing. Joshua's fight over here in the desert, Rumble in the Jungle. We've got a WrestleMania event. We can't be that bad, right? Somebody arrest that lady for driving, though. Like. <laughs> 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 you know they got some issues. so it's all just this is a this is all part of the country's public relations uh, yeah you know like a you know like a shitty old fence and you don't have the money to replace it somebody go paint that fence is basically the uh what their game plan instead is. of fixing their their actual practices they're just going to go for <laughs> how people view them and that's going to be oh there was a wrestlemania I there mean, oh there's million dollar golf tournaments <laughs> there it can't be that bad that's yeah. uh that's a really good point what do yeah. uh, what do we know about the saudi government <laughs> we don't want to know <laughs> like, it's like a really we don't they have a lot know. of money because they're natural resources in their country oh, yeah. and that some people in the head of their government are okay with merling people that say bad things about them so oh, they yeah, definitely like, would need like a pr refresher what oh, is yeah. the what is the motive for players joining that the new tournament because the new no tournament isn't what. anything without players to make a draw right? guarantees 
I yeah, like who's the who's, who's coming into it? Like who's who's joining the tournament? Who Dustin is... Johnson is was played this week. Yeah, Dustin Johnson's gonna play next week. Louis. I feel like it's a bunch Famer. of guys that are yeah. kind of fading out and can't really hang with you know some of the top dogs in the PGA. It's a lot of B guys, former A listers. I mean, okay, it's but it, so it totally makes sense for a guy that you know I can't beat. Like who, like Rory McIlroy, or you know the, you know these guys, uh, but maybe I can go hang with a bunch of other older guys that don't have it uh, in these LIV tournaments, and it's a bigger purse, and it's oh, yeah. fewer events <laughs> because they don't give two shits about losing money. <laughs> they don't. I mean, care they don't need the PGA anymore. Like, what's it if they don't play PGA uh, tournaments anymore? They probably won't yeah, ma- qualify for all of them. So, and the majors, back in the country. Yeah, <laughs> That's not the, it. And the and, well, the LIV is having an event in Portland, Oregon. Yo, Pumpkin there's Ridge one right course. here. There's one in Hillsboro over yeah, at the Pumpkin, uh, Pumpkin Ridge. That's unconstitutional. Lance, are you gonna go? I saw if you put in a. Yo, I was gun. thinking I could like. Photoshop or like make a no, the media tickets badge. are free. There's the tickets for London are free. Enter promo code Dustin. No, Johnson. but I'm trying to like, <laughs> I oh, okay. So I could, you could, anyone could get on the course and kind of be fans. I mean, right, I mean, oh, it's them. not next week. I thought it might be next week. I was like, if it's next week, we should just go. Be I'm like, saying, oh, let's yeah. down there, bro. But yeah, also, maybe I can make like a fake media pass. You have to watch out for the like get uh, into the arch. room and start interviewing uh, like professional golfers. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. Forrest, uh, we need some video cameras. We need to make it look legit. Uh, you're gonna go down there and you're gonna have to deal with the armed guards with AK 47s. No, <laughs> it's not like that. It's not. I don't think there's gonna be any Saudi Arabian people with machine gun guards here. I think they keep that in country and then just kind of let this business. I'm just gonna it. say, like, this is this is. You can probably edit this out if you want. Um, those countries are making. I'm not doing any editing, Clay. <laughs> We're not <laughs> editing anymore. It just rolls. This, this country, those countries make me uncomfortable in the sense of like, you go to a party and it's just all dudes. <laughs> like they have a very very attractive women in those part of the world, and it's just like, no, they can't come to party. It's just like. Yeah, I mean, like, I get it. You guys are all, like, you know, between 5'6 and 5'10 and all look the same for the most part. Like, the beard and the, like, you look like the average Eastern Oregon farmer, you know? You know, between 5'6 and 5'10, button-up shirt, wranglers. Like, yeah, maybe tan in the face. I don't know, not too tan. But, like, it's like, I get it. You guys, like, if someone looks different at all, they're like, Oh, that guy's handsome. But you send that guy to a different part of the world, and all the ladies are like that guy's uglier than shit. <laughs> it's all about uh, yeah. perspective. And where the, mention, where does these uh is is this like a danger for the PGA? Why are they sweating so much about it? Oh yeah, I don't think it's a danger. I don't. I think it is in the sense of the money, because like I don't think too many of these golfers are like Mister Morals in the sense of like. I mean, like, are we really going to pretend that Tiger Woods was like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I always do. Can I always you did the imagine right thing. when they get Tiger to go to the LIV? <laughs> yeah. Tiger's pretty good at avoiding, like, answering questions, too. So it's like, 
He I knows how the, to do would, politics, would Tiger man. Woods be like the perfect LIV edition? Like obviously for that league, yeah. Right? I think he'd but be the hardest. Is it would it be a good thing for Tiger? No, be, because wouldn't I think he's he be got able to problems. I think that would have enough problems. Because <laughs> yeah. they can uh, here's gamble. The only reason why I wouldn't do it if I was Tiger, I'd be like, you mother effers took all my money. You took all you took all my money away just because I was, you know, you know, hooking up with other women that weren't my wife. And oh. now you're getting, oh now you buried me. You said I was the devil incarnate, basically. Now I'm really gonna show you. Motherfucker. That's what PBA <laughs> said. No, that's what like not, that's what everybody did except Nike, basically to Tiger. So like the press, most of his sponsors. So it's like if you go take the Saudi oil money, like oh right. oh now I'm a bad guy. You literally said before I was the worst guy on earth. How long <laughs> before a PGA like the PGA superstars are just like? Or one PGA superstar like Brooks Kepka is just like fuck fighting over all this shit. I'm not gonna go beat these second tier players for millions of dollars. I think if, if the majors are like if they if they're still able to play in the majors, they are gonna care. They're gonna go. Do you? Oh, do you have to be in the PGA to play in all four majors? No. Or is it no. an invitation? <laughs> And there's invitations and exemptions if you want. If you've won it before, you can play for quite a while. Like some guys, like Jack Nicholson and Arnold Palmer played in the Masters till they were old, like older than dirt. Like, you know, like the, I think they're still alive, but they were throwing dirt on them. You know? <laughs> That's like how old they were when they were still playing in the Masters. So I think golf's goofy like that. It has a lot of exemptions in that in that space so you know i think it's uh if you get a brooks kepka if you get if you get a justin if you if they ended up getting a brooks kepka justin thomas and jordan speed that would definitely add legitimacy to that league but at the same time that league doesn't have a full slate a, a full slate set out they have more of a much lighter schedule and most of those aging guys see it as I guarantee I get a guaranteed fee just for showing up and I only have to play 54 holes compared to 72 so you know some people are just gonna look the other way sometimes and not want to see how the food's made and take the money it is what it is unfortunately I feel like it that's what it comes down to it's the I mean, millions of dollars that are going to be available and people that are going to be like, well, when we I go to Taco Bell, think about it and just win and win the money. Yeah, when we go to Taco Bell, we're not like, hey, can I come back there and see how that's made? I really want to see how it's made. <laughs> Please. Hell no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, you know when you're in the Taco pizza. Bell and can kind of see into the kitchen, like you're in one of those yeah. Taco Bells as like... <laughs> full view it's not even the like warming center blocking the front of it it's like you can see all the way down to the drive through <laughs> window you can just see shit flying around and getting like cross-contaminated and stuff and then you just don't think about it right you just like you stay looking up at the menu and be like i might also want mm, uh, yeah that's good someone made this up they made it up i'm glad because they weren't they weren't kidding they just didn't know it was a fake <laughs> 
they're like, didn't didn't there used to be Taco Bells in Walmarts? And I was like, oh Jesus, I couldn't think of a more substandard fucking combo right there together than Taco, Taco Bells Bell. in Walmart. Yeah, Walmart Taco Bell. Sounds clutch. Sounds like you could get I'm, anything you needed from those two. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, think about like at the time what those places were paying, what you were gonna get. You were gonna get some high school kids that didn't give two fucking shits if they gave you E. coli. <laughs> you were gonna get Luke coming out of McKay High School as a freshman, being like, "Fuck this, dude! I got three thirty to eight thirty. Fucking hey!" I feel like Subways were in Walmart's, or maybe it was oh, just yeah. like Sub- uh, Subways McDonald's. Yes, yeah, McDonald's were for a McDonald's little bit back in the day. Yeah, way back in the day, like the nineties. And then oh. Kmart, Kmart had uh, Little Caesars in there. Hey, and Winko has that pizza window. You remember when Subway, uh, what year Subway got to American Samoa? I was still in high school. Was I still in high school? I think I, I think <laughs> did, was like, did they put 500 of them in too? Like, hey, there's no, a Subway. Bro, there, was the subway. there was one. There was Just one. Just one. For a long time. <laughs> yeah. I think there's only, did they like, is there even a Subway there anymore? No. Did they pull it? Yeah. Oh no! It wasn't yeah, but, getting enough but, traction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they, they were like, there during a time sucks. when the school lunch program, something happened to the food, and so Subway had taken over the school lunch program. So every high school in America oh. top board used to get Subway for lunch, like they get sandwiches. Like one day them. would be Subway day. Yeah. And oh, then yeah, they did that for uh, firefighting, uh, for wildland firefighters, and let me tell you, they. Uh, put about zero effort into those fucking school lunch style lunches it's like it's like yeah no it's like here's another taking a shot right at the heart of subway not a mere wonder your biggest sponsor turned out to be just a huge perm it seems like you guys don't do any background checks on anything like hey is this meat expired who gives a shit (laughs) like this, this what's this produce look like Ah, who fucking cares? <laughs> uh, there are three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and three white guys for the Celtics are on the court. <laughs> oh, back to the eighties, huh? <laughs> back to the eighties. Now oh, only down man. by twenty-two. Uh, one-one. Uh, <laughs> the Blazers are still for sale, or no? I the I saw that Phil Knight and uh, Dodgers part owner put in a two billion dollar bid. And then also that the Blazers was responded rejected. that they weren't for sale. What's going on? I think this is. I think that's just a. I think this is just a process to get the ball moving to get the Blazers sold. Um, I mean, I think just that would be the most down. ideal. But at the same time, Phil Knight's like a fucking hundred years old. So like, is he just like a face to like lessen the concern a little bit uh, that like they would never leave? Or is are they like are these guys legit about keeping everything here? Pool That's party continues. Guess. Jordan hits a big three. Um, Phil Knight's old as hell. You just think they're trying to get the ball rolling. Uh, the uh, the Allen team uh, hired the marketing agency that is in charge of selling the Denver Broncos. So last I read, the plan is for the Broncos to get sold and then the Blazers and Seahawks to get sold. Yeah. But I, I, then we saw that Phil Knight was like, 
hey, I want to just go ahead and put a bid in right now. Right. That's the guy you want, though, right? Yeah, right. I saw that I mean, tweet. It was like Phil Knight would sell his soul to see Oregon win the national championship, and that's exactly yeah. the kind of owner you want uh, for the Blazers. I think he's pretty. I think he's. Uh, Facts. I think he's pretty much <laughs> done, like done. I don't think he really has like too official of official role with Nike. It's kind of been evident, evident if you've kind of seen what's been going on there lately. It seems like they've uh, kind of, you know, been all over the place when it comes to leadership. Um, I think he steered a, he's steered a pretty strong ship in an organization, whether it was Nike or kind of running the Oregon Athletic Department. So, yeah, I'm down with it. Um, I don't, Wait, what's I, uh, Phil Knight's relationship with the University of Oregon? Like, he's just a super donor, or he went there, or he's yeah, like, he, he went there, super donor, had a falling out for a while. There was a, a long stretch where they weren't necessarily getting along, and then he was basically giving Oregon and Oregon State the same amount of money for a while. Oh, he then, was making shoes out oh, of fucking his dorm out of a waffle iron. Well, yeah. No shit. In Oregon? <laughs> yeah, bring it yeah. back. Phil Knight's yeah. that guy? Yeah. But he was producing the... shoes out of his Oregon dorm? Him, no, him and Bill. Yeah, him You're and just going to leave that out? Well, that's the whole story, yeah. That's the story. You're going to steal the spotlight here. <laughs> yeah. you, better, you better fill it in. I mean, I own a pair of – I literally own a pair of waffles. <laughs> okay, so, so him – so Phil Knight and what? Bill Bowerman were yeah. roommates or something? I'm not quite sure the relationship. Luke, do you know that? But you want to I don't want to be wrong, funny? but I'm pretty I, sure I, they were roommates. I do have a Bill Bowerman story that's pretty funny. So his son was uh, the high school coach of our one of our rival schools growing up. And he had this wife that was like 15, 20 years younger than him. And so the year after I graduated high school, his wife to motivate a kid to stay in school and uh uh you know do better in school and she said hey i will go to the prom with you <laughs> you get better grades and yeah they, they ended up having some weird affair we were like like the whole time because she wasn't like it's not like she was some like cougar it's not like this was what you see in like you know not like something you'd see on pornhub like, she wasn't that attractive of an older lady. And so it's like thinking the whole time, it's like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to just drop out of school. <laughs> like, like, maybe if you were hot, like, yeah, sure. But like, lady, you're just hitting on me because your husband's 100 years old. <laughs> Leave me alone, you perv. <laughs> like, it was a pretty odd tale. And that's the connection. Where is Bill, Bill Bowerman now? I'm pretty sure he's he was pretty he's he's like phil knight's age or older so he's crow probably <laughs> r.i.p bill <laughs> mr and mrs bowerman no no uh, no your your family's soiling your legacy and senses like so i feel bad for some of these like some of these great men and great women they're like like children just soil their legacy it's like like oh man couldn't be me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like James Dolan's one of them too. 
The what Knicks is owner. uh oh the Knicks owner? Fuck James Dolan and his band. Uh <laughs> the Celtics are now tied with the uh Warriors one one after game two. Uh predictions on the series. It's gonna be a tight um, series, game seven. I think we get a one I think we get a Celtics win on Wednesday. Celtics go up 2-1 on Wednesday, and then what? How do you think that closes? How do you think that finishes? I think I think we are going 7. I don't think it goes – I don't think we go 3-1. I think we go – I think Celtics steal one at home at first, and then the Warriors – I think it just bounces back and forth like that. And, yeah, game 7. We go to game 7. Luke, who you got? Uh, I got Warriors winning the next one. Honestly, I got Warriors winning the rest of them, boys. Nice. Luke's got a five-game series, huh? Game seven, Curry in the corner. They win. Can we have – can we get Mike Breen back? Can we get Mike Green back? Yeah, once okay. he's okay enough to talk for uh, two hours. I don't know. Both man's got the COVID. Yeah. He's recovering. Uh, Mark, Mark Jones just forced it. was weird as shit hearing Mark Jacobs and Mark Jackson for game one. I was Mark, like, well, Mark Jones just forced some weird expressions in there. And it's like, hey, I, I see it. It's like, you're just doing that to troll people on the internet, you little. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, me as someone. I don't like to – as much as I like shit-talking and all that, I think trolling or, like, like the dad jokes of trolling for things that are just old, it's like, that stinks. Like, funny-wise, like, I know when I'm not necessarily killing it, like, humor-wise, but, like, when someone tries to be funny with me and then they, uh, you know, try and do that, like, dad-level joke humor – I'll just be like, that fucking sucked. Like, don't ever do that type of joke with me. It's like, you I'm not going to laugh them at delivery it. tips. Yeah. Like, you really got to like, time that better. Yeah, Take just, another breath, yeah. you know? Just do some advice. Someone like me okay. is never going to laugh at that. <laughs> you want to mow your lawn the opposite way the next week. You don't want to keep doing it the same way. Yeah. You're going to want to switch that up a little bit. Yeah. yeah or, you'll be able, or, it'll, or you'll be able to tell where you mowed. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. You know, I, like, I'll never be like, maybe I'm just like, maybe I just lack uh, a nicety about me, but like the dad joke stuff. Wait, wait. (laughs) What's a dad joke that someone tried to force on you that didn't land? All of them. (laughs) <laughs> I see him coming from a million miles away. He's my like, dad, like my dad never jokes. does them. My dad never does them. And then he tried to do one. And we were just like all looked at him and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, it'd be like if Dirty Harry fucking tried to do a, uh, a dad joke out of nowhere. You know, like, Pulls out the 44 Magnum, like the huge revolver that'd be like lifting a 25 pound, like weight. 
like curling a 25 pound dumbbell. It was like if he pulls out the 44 on him and just starts telling dad jokes, I'd be like, this cop going to shoot us or not? Like, what's going on here? This is just kind of uncomfortable. <clears throat> yeah, I was. I almost wish he would just point the gun in our face instead of telling us these fucking jokes. <laughs> what's uh, what's uh, some new music or a new movie or a new show that you guys are uh, watching or listening to or excited about? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's pretty good. I'm watching that. Ooh. Obi-Wan on uh, Disney Plus? Uh, That's yeah. a, what, a miniseries? How many episodes are out? Two so far. I'm not a I'm not a Star Wars uh, fan. Oh uh, yeah, I was, a, I was a Star Wars. I was a Star Wars geek. That's how I, that's how I got my uh, math homework done. Is I bonded with the kids who did really good math over Star Wars. <laughs> and they helped me. And they, well, uh, if, if you didn't watch Star Wars, could you still watch Obi? Uh, uh, yeah, or? actually, because it's it's like a prequel to the actual first oh, yeah. episode for. Uh, you just won't like get a, any of the reveals or anything. Yeah. Is there a reveal in episode one that makes Star Wars fans go, oh, that explains a lot? No, but in the, oh, actually, there's three episodes. So in the latest episode, because they actually show uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. You say Darth Peaky Vader's Blinders, in episode three? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, Peaky Blinders last season comes out the 10th of June. Which today is the fifth, correct? So five days from now, so Friday. So I mean, next Friday you'll probably, I will probably be, I will, I'll probably won't watch all ten episodes in a day because it's he- like those shows are heavy, but the English shows are so slow. At the same time, after you watch one, it's like, uh, this, yeah, I need to take this, a break. This one moves pretty fast for you, man. Let me tell you, this last season it was pretty good. And then, um, what else? The only, I haven't been, I need to finish up Ozarks. I've been lazy about that. Music-wise, haven't really gotten into anything lately. What have you been Play, listening what's the to last really? song you listened to that made your head bop? Mm. Oh, what was I listening to? He's thinking. Uh, yeah, I uh, I think I listened to that. I think I was listening to Mariah Carey and OB, ODB. <laughs> hey, fantasy? Yeah. I, Wait, I which think one that's is the one with ODB? Yeah, that's fantasy. It's New York yeah. and I just think a lot of this like New Age music kind of fucking sucks. I think like I think a lot of these guys aren't as good. I think, like, I obviously get it being focused on other things, but, like, I think – oh, no, okay, the last one I listened to that I was listening to right before my walk, before I came in, was I was listening to a Millie by Lil Wayne. (laughs) Man, you you old school. You don't like none of the new stuff? I don't hate all the – I'll listen to a lot of different new school stuff, but I just haven't been listening to it lately. I've been – Listening to a lot of podcasts for playoffs and shit like that, so nothing too crazy. Um, I'm not a huge Kendrick Lamar guy like a lot of these folks are. I think his songs are all right, but I'm like, do you listen to uh, like, his new album? Um, not in full. And like when listen, I just listen to it and let's get. I just listen. 
Listen or I to get it. offended. I just, I like Tupac. Like, they say he's like Tupac. It's like it almost offends me in a sense. But, you know. Oh, people <laughs> say, ah, don't let other people's reviews, you know. I'll tell you, one, pe- the, one movie people are. ruined for me. <laughs> one movie people ruined for me. And I I never was able to watch the series. And I could see why people liked him as an actor. That's not hard to see. But people gave me reviews of Iron Man. That it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. And then I watched Iron Man. And I was like, oh, that was like a three out of five movie. And like they were like offended about that. It's like, well, it's, I'm not going to act like it's a five-star movie. Yeah. Like, oh, the, okay. There was one time where I almost threw something at somebody at work because like their movie taste pissed me off so bad. Oh, Batman versus Superman is an ama- uh, the Ben Affleck Batman versus Superman is an amazing movie. <laughs> it's like I didn't really see that one. Was it? Oh, oh. It's three. <laughs> it is a nothing. terrible movie. Terrible movie. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Homeboy that plays Superman stunk. Like he was like Superman couldn't have been played Henry any Cavell? stiffer. Yeah, Superman like Superman like, ha- like Superman doesn't make any sense to me in the sense of like you know he can beat everyone's ass and run around the world and like how does he ever actually lose? Like I don't get it. Like he's faster than everyone, he's stronger than everyone. He's like he can shoot lasers out of his fucking eyes. Like, and, but he just yeah. sucks. Is it his because of like ever- his morality or something? His yeah, makes Superman him, like, movies always suck. Because Superman terrible. can handle it and figure it out, but uh, DC, DC let themselves get their ass kicked by Marvel. Maybe I haven't seen the new Batman yet. I that's the only one where I like kind of wanted to see it. I heard it's like, a lot of uh, uh, growling. Um, <laughs> Luke, what uh, what's the newness in Walla Walla? Um. The weather sucks. The I mean, like, what's, so what are you listening to or watching, sir? So, we've been, I've been watching The Rookie for quite a while now, and I don't know. What's it called? The Rookie? Luke's, watch, Luke's been watching ABC dramas. What is that? Yeah, it's so good. What's it about? What's What channel is it on? What time does it come on? I can't tell you. I can tell you when it comes on Hulu. It comes on, like, Actually, the season just ended, so... Ooh, just like, hit the season finale? Yeah, there's like 10 seasons, so you're good. <laughs> he's like, you, don't worry, you'll you plenty he's, of time. He's a rookie for 10 there's years. 10 years of the rookie. Uh, how many of those seasons have you watched? All of them. Every single episode, it's so good. Oh, damn. Yeah, I think everybody should watch it because... It's a... Uh... It's a cop show. It's like an old yeah, he's cop. A, he's a cop, right? Isn't something like that? Yeah, but I don't know. It has a little bit of everything you need. Yeah, just everything you need from action to drama to everything. It's all there. And he's just cool with like you know, unique older old, perspective to solve things. Well, the fact that an old guy can just you know what say you know what fuck it I'm gonna go out there again and I'm gonna do this and. I'm not going to tell you if he kills it or not, but there's 10 seasons. So I think, <laughs> you know, 
He's kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's, he's not stuck in records for 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. He is out on the beat. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing paperwork for 10 years. <laughs> he's got him at the desk doing desk pops, just tricking the new guy every, every time he comes in. <laughs> What was your last desk pop? September 2010? Yeah. Uh, the Rookie, season 10 finale just happened. Sounds like, Luke, are you excited? I don't know what season you, for sure, but. Are you, is it inspiring you to be a cop, Luke? You're going to go run the beat of how, all. How does, the, how does the show make you feel? Like it makes you like want to take action when some of these things are happening? If you see something like. Absolutely A big not. situation. <laughs> no, he said that. No. Citizens arrest I like, like for Martin. entertainment. You're <clears throat> gonna do a citizens like, uh, arrest like Martin Lawrence and national security. Like, you know, I like yelling at people when they go and get in the handicapped spot at my coffee job. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, like I'll just keep making coffee for you guys, and I'll let the police oh, officers yeah. do their. I'll job. give you a situation <laughs> last night that was pretty funny. There was this uh, gentleman outside the restaurant that I was going into to grab my to-go order. And let's just say that he was on a, let's just say he was on an upper for sure. And he was like, he was on some drugs. He was on some drugs. He was screaming at the uh, two ladies that were working there. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's all good with me. He ain't going to do shit to me. (laughs) He was all yelling at them. And like that guy went to yell at me. Like, and it's not, I'm saying it because I'm all intimidating. No. To me, like people like that are like mean dogs. You gotta stare right through them. And he was like yelling at I came out with my order. They're like, you can go a different way. I'm like, oh, I'm not the one in danger if I go out there. Don't worry about it. And he like looked at me and started barking like a dog. And I just looked at him and I was like, yeah, I will beat the shit out of you like a dog and you will be trained by the end of this. If you come anywhere, Clay, don't beat your dogs. Uh, not um, not a not a good dog. Not a good dog. You don't beat a good dog. Just the bad Wait. ones. Just the ones that don't I was, listen to my I command. was with you. I was with you there. You give him a Keep good going. whooping. You don't like you don't you don't thump you don't like punch him in the face. You just give him a good whooping. And like don't grab your dog by the jaw. I thought it was fun. Like I feel bad for face. people like that in that situation. I felt bad in regards of like. I don't know how someone ends up there, but I will definitely tell you this. Do not, do not come looking to me acting like I'm going to be your fucking victim in the hall, being harmed. I'm always ready to kick somebody's legs out from under the (laughs) they come at me. Lance has got the old, Lance has got the We work downtown Portland, man. Sometimes (laughs) we homeless people sometimes you see people on drugs sometimes you see people pushing shopping carts with their shit and then it's like my uh, weekend every weekend yeah yeah it's the fucking it's the weekend it like on the weekdays when you're downtown from like 9 p.m to 3 a.m every night not just on the weekends but you see like but then you start to see the same homeless person right and they're just like trying to find a warm place yeah and like you feel bad like, like, like what the fuck? Just, like a customer will come by and be like yo this guy has a knife 
around the corner. And I was like, oh, Curtis? Yeah. People try to jump him all the time for his shopping cart. Right. That's Keeps why he a got knife that. on him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it's like, all the good blankets. you know, you know, they're <clears throat> just kind of trying to survive and find a, some sort of shelter and stuff. So it's not like, oh, but also you as the security guard and you're, you're tasked with throwing them off of the property if like they do kind of start to shelter up against like the back door or something now it's like lance uh there's something blocking the back door and i was like you mean a person <laughs> your tent now i gotta go talk to this guy and be like hey man we're about to open up the club uh this is a fire exit uh, you could move maybe 30 feet down this way or across the street even. That would be super helpful. And a lot of times they're like, oh, yeah, for sure, because they understand they don't really have a say. Uh, rarely are they like, fuck off. I'm going to camp here and stay forever. I don't think anybody. <laughs> but, well, uh, it's like, well, let me tell you, buddy, here's, you the, here's the downside to it. Um, if there's a fire in this building. These people are gonna trample you like I heard a wildebeest. Like, well, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna, gonna like open the, the door. Thing. It's not gonna open all the way. They're gonna try to squeeze through, and they're gonna start trampling over themselves and you. And it's gonna be a really bad look. <clears throat> um, yeah. So definitely have interacted with a lot of uh, houseless and uh, that would be an interesting. That would be an interesting interaction. <laughs> like the like the exits going on. They're like, "Hey, who was the guy that was supposed to clear the fucking door?" Like, oh, you're like, oh, oh, get... <laughs> oh man, sorry, I let them stay. No, oh, I was out There's front guys. when the fire started, so I'm just gonna exit. Yeah. If you, know you guys I mean? ever have any questions about like downtown or like Portland security guarding, let me enforce now, and we'll think back on our experiences and. <laughs> uh, give you guys the best answers possible but yeah when yeah I also was... when homeless people are walking up to you or somebody on drugs is walking up to you like it it bodes well it behooves you to keep an eye on them right but also <laughs> try not to like shit on them because they're probably just high and walking around and right be in and out of your vision and not really oh there yeah. was this they're not time violent I... until I, like, uh, they, you, I, uh... like, you start to feel in danger I hear you. I beat the shit out of a security guard one time, and it was an accident. You beat the shit out of a security guard? (laughs) What the fuck? Luke's just admitting a crime. Luke's been waiting to... I don't know. Police were involved. Police were involved, so I could talk about it. All right. What happened? Well... Where were you? How old were you? When was this? What year? I was probably like 22... 21, 22, it's probably like five years ago. How long have you uh, been drinking to this point? Like, how many years have you been mm-hmm. drinking? Really drinking only like what, that year, one or two years? So from 21? But, yeah, so my cousins are at the general admission and I have tickets. I have the party pit pass so like I could go anywhere. And the year before, I did security too. So like, I know, I, anyways, I'm going over and I, my cousins are calling me. They want me to come into the general admission. So I was like, all right, I'll go over there. And I'm going over there and I have two drinks in my hand. And these two security guys are 
standing in the way and I'm like can I get through and they're like yeah you have to finish your drinks first and then we'll let you through and I was like oh and I was pretty fucked up so I like started pounding my drink and they I like stopped midway through and I was like wait a minute like that's stupid like I don't I don't need to do that and then they're like kind of laughing at me and they're like yeah you do you got to finish it or you can't come through and so I was like what the fuck's going on and then this big ass dude is also wearing a wristband walks right by him and he shows him the wristband and he walks right through the into the admission and I was just like and I literally say what the fuck's going on and I just walk by him Next thing I know, this person grabs my shirt and just fucking turns me around and clocks me in the nose. And this is security guard. And I've never been in a fight. And I just beat the shit out of this person, dude. And I just kind of lost it. And next thing I know, a police officer has his arm around me. And he's like, you're coming with me. And I walk over and I give him my license. I tell him the story. And he's like, oh, I'll be right, I'll be right back. Let me go talk to this person and we'll get this figured out. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? And comes back about 10 minutes later. And he's like, so you're grabbing girls tits tonight. And I was like, <laughs> officer, oh, I was like, and I'm a pretty sarcastic guy. And I was like, officer, I was, like, if I was, if I was touching any girls tits tonight, I was like, you'll be the first to know. But I was like, I am not, not at all. Like, and he's like, well, that guy over there is claiming that he's a girl. And, like, you were grabbing his tits or her tits. And I was like, whoa. I was like, officer, you're just claiming that that's a girl that we that just clocked me in the face? And he's like, yes. He's like, well, what we got to go do with it? He's like, if you want to press charges, you have the right to press charges. And I was like, no, I think we're good. I think it's a we're good here and i walked away but this person had a buzz cut like never would have suspected it and it was just so crazy i didn't do anything so at i should have no point, I should have no pressed point do you remember grabbing a breast <laughs> hell no or beating up a person immediately after with <laughs> i was just i was just trying to get over to my friends that were it was such a weird situation it was just weird so wait it was a was it a lady security guard or was it a transgender security guard? Like, I'm confused by the whole aspect. Do you, even, do you it, remember? No, I remember exactly what the person looked like. Like, totally. It was a guy, mm -hmm. I thought. Oh. Okay. But it was just well, a she, really short I, girl with, that was really big and had a complete <laughs> buzz cut and was a security guard. <laughs> I mean, there's a story there. I mean, that's their own fault for throwing a punch first. Like, talk shit, get hit. Well, yeah, you usually, usually I... talk about violence not being, you know, uh, a good, you know, solution to problems. <laughs> but defending yourself from violence with violence, I feel like is legit. Unless you they black out crazy, and fuck somebody up, Luke. God, they did not. Dis they did not. Uh, de-escalate the situation and Luke was not there to de-escalate it either. That's, that's all. You know, and I won't lie. I won't lie to you. You know, at first and take it how you will, like there's lots of girls that can kick the shit out of me. But I was sitting there and I was like walked away and I was like, yeah, dude, like I 
just defended the shit out of myself. I beat the shit out of somebody, and it's a girl. So good for me, man. One and zero. One and zero. One time, uh, uh, this was pretty funny. We were uh, we were helping. We would help scrimmage with the EOU women's basketball team. And one day, two of the girls came to our open gym, and uh, she crossed me good, but I didn't fall down. And she used her arm and pushed me off a little bit, and I had my shoes like untied, and like ate shit. <laughs> and she's like, you flopping motherfucker. And I was finally like, I this wasn't my best behavior, but I was like, bitch, I fucking slipped on my goddamn shoelace. Look, my shoes aren't tied. And she kept I didn't like, even feel the need to tie my shoes for this. Yeah, she, yeah well, not bad. I was just being late. We, we, I showed up, threw a pair of shoes on and started hooping. And she, uh, she, uh, Got being convinced, she's like, "You're a lightweight. I could push you inside anyway." I'm like, "I weigh I weigh fifty to seventy pounds more than you." She's like, "Whatever, whatever." I guess is one of the people like she was not a fan of me of, of the scrimmaging because it's like I would guard you. I would be very yeah. ferocious with you physically. Like I I just saw how like the ladies college guards guarded each other, and it's like, all right, I can do that. It's like it's it's gonna be worse when I do it to you. And um, yeah, finally, we met up in the weight room one day. We had to meet up in the weight room one day, and she didn't believe me. She weighed a hundred and twenty-five pounds, fought. and I weighed. Oh, I, <laughs> uh, she wasn't that cute, unfortunately. She weighed a hundred and twenty-five. She wasn't pounds cute enough to fight with. Oh uh, yeah, neither that. I thought Luke said something else. She might have been able to beat me up. But like that's always the that's always the classic one when girls are like, I'm gonna kick your ass. And it's like, hey, the guy you were talking to and fighting earlier weighs like 150 pounds and is pretty skinny in the face. It's like I have a giant mastiff head and I weigh like 225 pounds and I have a big ass. So like worst case scenario, I just fall on two air brakes. You know what I mean? Like I don't like all these people. All these skinny like dorks, you see them falling down and like falling on their head. Yeah, because they ain't got no ass to fall on. So they fall and bend funny, hit spine first, and then like bend another direction. It's like, gee, when they crickets. When you're not much like a house, when you're not properly built, when you fall down, it is ugly. <laughs> it is ugly. <laughs> we need to, uh, Forrest, when's the last time you played basketball? Like actually play? Uh, nah, just got like put a like shot a ball through a hoop. Oh, uh, we have a hoop outside. So if I come home and it's like nice outside, then I usually shoot around after lifting. That's the answer. I, mean, I expect. You got a trash can, and uh, that's all you need, shoot. right? Just an oh, item yeah. in a in a in a bucket. Shoot, Luke's been hoping since Luke. We know Luke was hooping through COVID. He was probably like crying open. Walla Walla High School gym doors and all that. He could, like, probably in towns like that, there's all sorts of creepers hitting on high school girls, and Luke's just trying to get into the gym, like, let me in the goddamn basketball gym. <laughs> I do not give a shit about who's in there. Like, fuck those kids. Just <laughs> trying to hoop. Give me a ball and a hoop. 
Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys are a lot more. You guys are like hoopers. You guys are basketball players. I Um, mean, I'll be honest with you. I haven't played pickup ball in like an actual year. I've been a bum about it. I've gone okay. No, I've gone twice since I played last July Fourth weekend. I played twice July Fourth weekend, and then I've played two separate times since then. And other than that, haven't had any motivation. Been to. I'm I'm back in good enough shape where I could uh, where it would probably take like ten or twelve. Yeah, yeah, it would take ten or twelve games to get my legs and lungs back. But that's what I'm saying. We should. I mean, I was gonna say you guys are hoopers, and I wonder what the reason for that for is. Just like basketball, bigger in the Pacific Northwest than in like Southern California. I think or, pickup ball is big anywhere. I think it's just like we just had groups of people that like to play at the time, so you could always find it. Whether for me, it didn't matter if it was high school or college. Usually, it wasn't that hard to like find a game, and because it was always raining and you always had to go inside. Yeah, well, in the grand, well, I mean, not basketball. really. I mean, in the grand, well, the grand was it was always cold in the winter time, and like it didn't matter if it was the girls team or the guys team or your homies or like random girls that hoop, you'd hit up anybody and be like, Hey, like on a Saturday after party and Friday night, you know, Hey, open gym, 2 PM Quinn Coliseum, you know, we'd have two full, we'd have, uh, you know, two full courts going all that. And it's like, then there was a third gym you could play in. So, it was just easy to get people. It's the easiest sport, I think, to uh, get people to play. You only need one ball, so the cost is low. You don't really – if you don't give a yeah. shit, you don't have to, like, have that nice of gear. Yeah, people don't need, like, yeah cleats or baseball gloves, bats, bases. I love playing baseball. I just don't like needing yeah. all that equipment. It's not like a one-on-one game unless you're just playing. Can you hit? Apparently, baseball's just tearing Tanner's hamstrings out too. What? Yeah, it did. But no matter how much you beg the YMCA front desk lady, and you're like, I swear to God, I'm only going to be here for 45 minutes. Please don't make me pay the 10 to 15 dollars entry fee. I'm just going to go get some buckets here this afternoon. Like that's the worst. She was like, You are the exact person we made this fee for you 45 minuters <laughs> oh well the membership would be free for today you know that's another story but now basketball is the cheapest i think it's the easiest to get a group going but i mean the last couple of years it's been rough going like it's been hard to find anything and Boopers. you know that's pretty obvious yeah. yeah you find you find it when you get older oh, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to be on the outdoor court no more yeah, there were plenty of people hooping during COVID in Portland at private gyms and such. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we had a private gym. That was the only way we could play. I mean, I, I can't if, say it. Where, if, how much did it cost to play in the private gym? Or it was we, part of the school? Been, no, it was through the army. Somebody, Oh, it's like something well, you just said where it was. Then. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys owned a uh, owned a basketball court, how much <laughs> would you charge people to come play on it during COVID? Like hundred bucks a month. Like hundred bucks during COVID. I wouldn't charge shit anyone that wants to play. Yeah, 
No, during I would have up the ante. I wouldn't have uh, <laughs> supply and demand. Just get the fuck. Um, do you want to hoop? Well, usually it's ten dollars. Would and Would you have people lining up to hoop, or would they just uh, be? If I'm there, if like if it's my gym, and it let's say let's if it's on if it's preferably if I had a private gym and it'd be on my property. If I was there, I'm not gonna charge shit. But if you're trying to play on night, for I'm not there. Yeah. You have like I'd make it so oh. you have to pay to turn the lights on and shit. Like I have the access key to unlock it, and then like you know you have to pay yeah, a no, card I, or putting cash. I mean, that's the only reason. The only thing I would charge people for was if anything, you guys can help me pay the bill to the gym. Yeah, and just the upkeep. You know, if, it, if, if it's sweep, like if that'd be cool. if I had like if I if I had like a yeah. farm. If I had like a like if I was like one of these like people that had a piece of property out in Hillsboro and mm. like or you know any of these places out here where you know if it's just in a shed, the only reason why I would make you pay when I'm not there is like I'm gonna have to hear you guys out there and like all that if I'm home and all that. Like that's all. <laughs> so, guys, I don't fucking want to hear you playing this game. Well, <laughs> it's just like uh, there, you there just have, a, you're making up an inconvenience fee. Yeah, there's a I mean, podcast that this guy was talking about it. Well, there was a podcast and a guy was talking about it. They had a hoop built into the yard, and it was right by an apartment complex. And it wasn't like a higher-end, money-wise apartment complex. And he felt bad because those kids were there every fucking day. It was like the basketball hoop was their, you know, babysitter. And eventually it's like, hey, man, like, my ba- I, I want my baby to be able to sleep and it's 930 at night. Like, I don't really give a shit that it's June. And it's like, what am I? Am I like, you sound like an asshole, but it's like your parents got to, like, watch you guys eventually. It's not yes. my job. It's not my job for my basketball hoop to be your babysitter till dark. Like, really? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a legit point. When I was in school at UH, uh, we just our homie was the one – who watched the gym that they had open runs in because you had to have a student ID to get in. So we just called, hey, man, what gym are you at? He'd always be at the good one. Gym two. I was like, all right. He goes, bring, huh. But just bring a card so when you get here, you can flash it at me. <laughs> so the students are like, oh, he's just letting anybody in. <laughs> we used yeah, to that's always... How we got into, that's how we got into Corvallis at the... When all my cousins were going to school there, we would we would hoop there, and there was three courts, and it was badass. But you mean yeah. a student there, so you had to like, you know. Here you go. Yeah, when I was when I was in Samoa, I <laughs> I'm part of the, the legit group. I had keys to the college gym in Samoa just because I work with those guys. So nice. like on the weekends, I'd be playing by myself. I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna call people. Coffee was like, oh, five dollars, man, because we got to pay for the electricity. That's all I need is five dollars. Well, yeah, the uh, a little bucket out front. Yep. One of our friends, like his his uh, brother, was coaching on the football team, and we we were all students, but we'd all lose our student ID cards. So like, whoever was being a hard L into the gym, they would we just wait till they would be like, all right, we'll just go in when he shows. <laughs> like he'd show up for two seconds, let us in, and then he'd be like. You fucking asshole. <laughs> like making me always do this. <laughs> because like, oh bro, uh my buddy, he's the youngest one. He's the youngest of like 10 Samoans. And they fucking kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> they treated him like the fucking like 
<laughs> oh my god I, i'm always just like man your brothers hate you but if i was their little brother they would hate me because the, you're always like pretty submissive and like do what they say after they just kept kicking the shit out of me i'd fucking be pulling pranks revolt. Shit, fuck that you're like yeah. you know what i'm tired of this guys <laughs> yeah Let's well fight. oh i i know oh he can't win any of the fights because he's also the smallest <laughs> by a mile He's the biggest and the smallest person I've ever seen at the same time. <laughs> like when you, you ever, you ever seen that when you think somebody's a huge person, and then they get around like their family, yeah. and it's like yeah, yeah all the time small. when I fought in Samoa, fight <laughs> <laughs> someone, look at my uh, brothers, go get your brothers. Like, damn, that was bigger than you. <laughs> How is he bigger than you? <laughs> I thought you're like six three, two hundred pounds. How <laughs> is your sister six four? Come on, right, exactly. <laughs> Y'all, oh, I saw man. that there was this one article. Uh, it was in a magazine, and it was like Samuel Samuel was in it, and it was talking about how, oh, it was like uh, students growing up in American Samoa were forty times more likely than the average American to make it into the NFL. Oh, we have more like per capita. Uh, we have more athletes in the NFL per capita than anybody in the U.S. Right, small island. Uh, so, so a couple of them. The the rate is really yeah. Good. But the the article opens up. The guy is on a jog. Uh, he's like staying in Tafuna, and he's yeah, it was Tafuna. Yeah. yeah, and he goes around the the airport loop, <laughs> and uh, there's a there's a a couple of students in the tall grass, kind of chopping away at the weed with these machetes. Uh, and there's like a there's a six foot four man with wraparound Ray Bans standing over him and like just talking to him and lecturing them while they're doing the, the, the school of grass. Uh, I gotta take EJ to and then uh, and uh, it ended up being um, the vice principal and my uncle Samuel Samuel, who's a former uh, football player at uh, Washington State. Uh, but it was talking about the beauty of American Samoa and its people, and that the average Samoan was 6'3, you know, 280 pounds, and was super broad in the shoulders. And that the men were even bigger. And I remember reading that and I was like, oh damn, that's a joke about how even the women are 6'4. Oh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I think I like writing and the way you can <laughs> kind of guide somebody and then boop. Uh, I think it was like Sports Illustrated or um, something like that. I'll, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> but yeah. Why did I tell that story? <laughs> I remember like we went to, me and a friend went to a Samoan wedding one time. And they were like amazed at like how much we were drinking, and we just we were like we were just drinking with you guys and kept going, and that's all. Like we could drink at the time, that's it. Like we couldn't really like the next day we paid for it dearly, but like the old folks there were like laughing their asses off at us. We were just telling telling them stories about where we grew up and all that. They were thinking they were like hilarious, and they're like. You guys want to keep doing shots? It's like, fuck yeah. Like, we'll do shots all night. It's like, here, you want to smoke? They were like, what are you guys smoking? Are those cigarettes? And we're like, 
no. And they're like, oh, well. <laughs> and then we had these old people smoking weed. And like, you know, bro, it was too funny. And they like, they're like, these are cigarettes, right? And we're like, no, they're not. No. Like, there was a, there was a language barrier, but we kept being like, no, not cigarettes. And they're like, cigarettes, cigarettes, not cigarettes. Let me get another one. And you're just rolling yeah. them another cigarette. Yeah, like. Like what? Like one of the old guys was asking. He's like, "This isn't a green cigarette. It is." It's like, "Yes, it's, a, it's like they knew." Said the whole time, it's weed. They knew. It's like we know you're playing us a little bit, but at the same time, like guys, we still got plenty more of that left. <laughs> we'll just keep smoking. We don't really care. Someone's can drink. Oh yeah. Blessed with the, the uh, uh, a little bit more tissue to. Absorb yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we can drink for longer. The last uh, cross-cultural event I went to before COVID was the Canelo Alvarez Triple G fight uh, in Ion. We have a pretty big uh, Mexican community, and they uh, were pumped for Canelo. Let me tell you, it was like, holy shit. Yo, like, Canelo. it was September. It was, it was not a warm September night, mind you. And uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy from high school, his folks had their whole backyard set up with chairs, all this, that, the other. They had like an inflatable big screen. They had, uh, oh man, they were they made this fried chicken that I've uh, I've never I've never seen it in a restaurant. I'll tell you that. What did it taste and like? Special seasonings. So Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was just fried chicken. It was just really good and tender, all that. And so what they were doing is you, they were put it in a tortilla and you just go like this. Oh yeah. And it would peel out and then you'd fill up the beans and rice and all that and make, uh, make basically a fried chicken burrito. (laughs) And then they had the other, they had the others, but like all the other stuff to go with it. But so they, uh, that particular family in Ione has uh, two taco trucks, and I know that they have one that operates weekly, uh, on a weekly basis, and they have the other one that goes out when they do catering events. And let's just say that there's a bunch that are good down here, but at least for going for burritos, they're pretty hard to beat. Like, their burrito is so There's good. nothing like that taco What's truck. Their quesadillas are absolutely fire. Oh yeah, their quesadillas are different too than like a normal quesadilla, and they are. Lance has had it. This is this is how you know how good they are, or a lack of diversity in, in taco trucks. What's the name of the taco truck? Oh no, Hermosillo Matilla area has a ton tacos hometown. Yeah. But the one that you're talking about, what's it called? Taco tacos hometown. Taco what? Tacos hometown. Tacos hometown. Tacos hometown. The one in between the buildings. Yep. You get the uh, uh, quesadilla. And what do you think? Do you remember? Uh, Very nice people, actually, is the first thing I remember. Because the guy was like, hey, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Let me take your guys' order. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Um. How to describe it. When my buddy that was Samoan came and worked on the farm one summer, the uh, Mexican dude who was the garbage man always thought he was Mexican. 
Like, so he probably thought you were a fellow landslide. <laughs> because uh, he started speaking he Spanish. To my, him. He started speaking Spanish to my buddy Tessa, and Tessa's like, huh? What? <laughs> and he's like, you don't speak Spanish? What, you only speak English? He's like, I'm not Mexican. <laughs> like, the, I'm a different I mean, it's, it's happened several times when we go to Hermiston. Or like a Tri Cities, where they'll a dude will just come up to him and start talking in Spanish, and he'll be like, "Huh?" They'll be rude. They'll almost be rude about it to the point that I'll be like, "You can't be that rude about it." He doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? It's not a big deal. I don't think I. <laughs> I know some people can. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think I've I ever been to... offended by someone assuming I was their race. <laughs> when. Uh, <laughs> when when I was, when I learned Spanish, I was like, this is great. I'm going to be able to talk back to people in Spanish. I mean, it's like, it's like. You're not ready for what? that. First no, I can't, I can't converse that fast in English. <laughs> if someone was talking English that fast, I'd be like, well, we had some girls in high school that would talk that fast. And they'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? Like. Well, we're gonna go to this, and then we're gonna go to that. Sold. It's like Starbucks. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like whatever you were talking about was not worth getting that excited for. Like especially like a Starbucks coffee because all it is sugar. Don't go, yeah. don't do Starbucks. Everyone go to Dutch Bros. That's what <laughs> uh, I used to. I used to get bad looks. Everybody used to speak Spanish to me. I'm like, bro. Don't speak Spanish. It's like, how are you Mexican? You don't speak Spanish. I'm not Mexican. <laughs> and they're like, sure you are. It's like, I'm Samoan. Jesus. Yeah, uh, I yeah. people think I was Mexican, black. One of my little cousins was getting way too um, Americanized in the sense that, like, oh, his dad was getting pissed at him because he wouldn't learn Spanish. And <laughs> his dad's like, his dad for a while there, even though he speaks like, pretty he speaks pretty good english and somebody didn't speak english till he was an adult he's like i'm not gonna speak to you in english like i'm just gonna talk to you in spanish till you learn yeah that's what my grandpa and it, did and <laughs> it's not oh it's like you don't know english, asshole. <laughs> oh i always love those people because it's like so what i will do is um is what you do with people like that is you just say things increasingly that are offensive, especially until, they, until they look old over people and fucking, like, yeah, old people fucking hate shit like that. So like my grandpa would always pretend like he couldn't hear. So we would just say things that were wrong because <laughs> he like always has to be right. And so you just get things super fucking wrong about like, oh yeah, you know, you gotta go buy a Ford Ram. Or a Dodge F three fifty, you know, and he's just fucking boiling over there, pretending so, like he doesn't hear you. Uh, yeah, so he and doesn't have so, to participate in the rest of <laughs> the stuff he does. I mean, my grandpa like will try to pretend like he doesn't know who certain people are to the point that Mike he'll be like, um, my grandma will be like, all right, well, why don't you go call Linda? And he'll be like, Linda, who? She'll be like Linda Mortar, you know your daughter <laughs> and he's like oh i knew that <laughs> it's like oh you knew that then why'd you ask who it was like two seconds ago 
those are my favorite people. We had some people, we had some people that I like went to high school like that, that like you could be like, Hey, you know, don't go down that hallway. They're doing some construction down there. And then, you know what they'd walk right past the like caution tape walk right oh i i knew that like oh really then why you you walk right past the sign that said don't go in there oh the people that had to pretend like they knew what they were doing when they were wrong oh yeah not my favorite person but like i can see how you can find entertainment in that um luke (laughs) dutch bros uh dutch bros order of the week what is the drink that people need to be on the lookout for um, you need to get a high dive rebel. Uh, you can throw it in a green tea. It's pomegranate and peach with real fruit. Ooh, I've been yes, doing the, the real electric fruit. berry rebel myself. Wait, what's it, what's oh, it called? Try Luke? it with real fruit. Try it with real fruit, Clay. Um, so oh, the electric the berry with real fruit. Rebel. High dive rebel. Mm-hmm. Try the electric like berry pump. with real fruit. Okay. I'll try. I, so, I no, ask you one more time so, what that drink is called. <laughs> so, the high, high dive, dive rebel. God damn it! Stop talking at the same time. Like high dive off a board, diving board, high high five. No. High dive. High dive. And it's got real fruit in it. Pomegranate. Green tea? So the real fruit you can just get in anything, right? So the high dive, I guess, is just peach and pomegranate. Nice. Is that oh, your go-to? Or is berry. That... Okay, and Clay's got electric berry in it. I want to know That's what electric blue raspberry would be. Blue raspberry isn't a real fruit, though. Yeah, it is. It's a flavor. Lime's a fruit. I know that. What's in an electric right. ras- electric berry? Blue Raz Lime. Blue Raz Lime. There you go. If anyone ever has any Dutch Bros questions, you can actually email or comment those, and we will get those answered by a legitimate Dutch Bros expert. Luke Jobs. Any um, question? Question? Any questions? You got them. All right. There you go. <clears throat> Before uh, we sign off, uh, Clay, Luke, Forrest, you guys got any shout outs? Hayes, any things you want to, anything, any lasting impressions uh, we want to make this week? Um, brand new week, man. Everybody go out and win the week, man. Be great. Yeah, nothing to, no diatribes here this week. Everything seems to be uh, at peace with the world. I think we'll have some news worth going off on later this summer free agency people getting new contracts baseball getting a little wild um i will say that uh baseball does a wonderful job of marketing ha 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 we're wondering <laughs> falling behind so, was it was it all, all just another pr stunt ratings were dipping so they were like tommy fam you want a three-game break Go slap Jock Peterson. Yeah, the ratings. Like, we'll somehow pull Mike Trout into it to keep it going a little longer. I just, hey, work for all, the Oscars. It's all just. I mean, all just Mike Trout has the best deal of all time in the sense of, I mean, I'd sign a huge deal, live in Southern California, and if they were like, "Hey, your guys' team sucked," I'd be like, 
I don't give a shit, man. We made, I made $35 million. Yeah. yeah. Like the tweet, I was, the tweet I was telling you about when we were playing baseball earlier, it was like, oh, Tawny threw a perfect game through six. Trout had went three for five with uh, two triples and a double. Angels lose eight three. It's like, it's like that. They've lost it's like the Lakers. In a row. They've lost LeBron playing his 20th season. Lakers lose. LeBron. <laughs> I view it like this. LeBron, LeBron won't fall off as bad team-wise as what they did with Kobe. But with the expectations LeBron has, it's going to be about as fun as like it's going to be about as fun as being in one of those relationships where you're just in hell every day because he has such a high expectation. And if it's not being met, I don't think he's exactly a pleasant person to be dealing with. Yeah. The body language and just kind of that on court attitude, even when something breaks down and it doesn't work out is, is discouraging at times to see from one of the greatest ever to play. Luke Jobs, shout outs. Um, Phil Knight, I appreciate you, man. I, I, I think you need to keep pushing. Please go buy the Trailblazers. Um, it, it would just be a big deal to a lot of us fans who have not watched an owner pay extra money to buy, uh, buy the right players. And you look at the Dodgers owner, look at, look at their team. They have a lot of money into their team. They give a shit about winning and making it far in the playoffs, not just making it to the playoffs, which Portland fans have become very comfortable with just uh, making the playoffs and not going forward. So I want to see a lot happen in the next couple months. We'll talk more about that, obviously. But Brandon Roy's um, the greatest trailblazer ever, and Damian Lillard's catching up to him. Let's say that. And I think if he could make a big run this year, like, I mean, he's already passed him, let's be honest, but Brandon Roy's the GOAT. I guess that's my message. Luke Jobs would enjoy very much if <clears throat> Dame Lillard passed Brandon Roy as the greatest trailblazer ever and brought a title back to Rip City. I can see that. Yeah. I, I hope yeah. that for you. I hope it happens when the Lakers are really bad and don't really have a chance, so it's not just always, you know – Hey, you're hoping they come because they're pretty bad right now. <laughs> yeah, now would be a great time. We've got some of the greatest players in the history of the league on our team. Just some of them <laughs> were well great <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, shout out to you guys. Appreciate you uh, for signing on tonight and uh, giving us your perspectives and knowledge on on uh, the NBA Finals and the PGA versus LIV. Uh, and everything else that we've talked about for the last two hours. Thanks for committing that time also. Um, yeah, that's our episode, episode 23, NBA Finals, everything else that you've listened to, a bunch of other shit that we started talking about. Man, we were rolling. Uh, and, yeah, thank you, everyone, for, for getting this far and listening to us. And I uh, hope you guys are back for the next episode. Uh, for Forrest, Luke, and Clay, I'm Lance Falatogo. That's our episode, Love and Light. Peace.